0: Alright. Well, welcome uh, to this breakout uh, titled Squad. If you, is that, did everyone mean to be in here? If you did not, you can totally leave. I'll only be a little bit mad at you and bitter. Uh, kidding. But if you seriously wanted to be in a different breakout, feel the freedom to uh, walk out now um, and go to the one you meant to go to. But if you didn't mean to be here, uh, welcome. Really glad you're here. Hope you had a good dinner. I went to Landshark for lunch and had... We had nachos and I had this like greasy fried chicken sandwich. And then I just ate a burger at Big Whiskey, um, which I feel weird saying that um, being up here now, but I just had a burger, I assure you. So I kind of, I don't know, I'm just a lot of food today. Uh, So hopefully I'll get some more steps in later tonight. I don't know if any of you guys feel me on that, but hopefully you had a good dinner. Uh, I'm excited for tonight. We got one more breakout, uh, then we have another main session, and then we got a little bit of nightlife uh, after that. So it's going to be a great time. So thanks for joining me uh, for your breakout number three. Um, again, the title of this breakout is Squad, or I'm going to call it this um, just for our time together. I'm going to say this, that spiritual leaders are sharpened leaders. Spiritual leaders are sharpened leaders. So kind of the idea or the thought behind this breakout in our time together is that as we are growing in our own individual relationship with, relationships with God, uh, we want to have a spiritual impact for God. So we're growing in our own relationship, knowing Jesus better, and we want to help others get to know Jesus. Jesus better, Jesus is really good to you and I, and we want other people to have that exact same experience that we have in a relationship with him, but that just doesn 't happen automatically. Um, if the relationship that we have with God or our faith is going to impact other people it doesn 't happen in a passive way, but it happens in an active way, um, and specifically what we 're going to talk about the aspect of night, uh, the aspect of that tonight is the people that we have around us, our squad, if you will, uh, who those people are, what they should be like, what should be true of us, what should be true of them, how do we find these friendships, how should we operate within these friendships, and how can our squad help us have a spiritual impact and become the spiritual leaders that God wants us to be. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about. And before we do that, I just wanted to introduce to you all my current squad, if you will, uh, who I roll with. Uh, This is my wife, Anna, here on the left. If you haven't gotten the opportunity to meet here yet, I suggest that you do so. Uh, This is our little man, Emmett, uh, just cashed out there. Uh, We think highly of him. We're enjoying him. He's a little over eight months uh, right now, so our cousins gave us this little car thing. So he's he's swerving and loving every minute of it. Uh, But this is our squad. Anna and I both went to K-State. We didn't really know each other all that well in college. Um, But we both began a relationship with God there, and then she's from Olathe originally. I'm from St. Louis. Any St. Louis people? Good, okay. I'm from South County. Cardinal fans, Let's Go Blues, the whole thing. Okay, but also a Cats fan. Um, Got the opportunity to play football there. My wife was in the Kappa sorority, and then she served on staff with Stumo at Mizzou for a handful of years, and I was at K-State, and then... We had a bunch of mutual friends get married, and I asked her out at the wedding, and the rest is history. Um, anyway, that's a little bit about us. Now we work with StuMo at Northwest Missouri State University in Maryville. It's a great town. Who's been to Maryville? We got some Maryville people. Okay, a few. Right on. If you haven't been, I was telling the guys it's magical. Okay, it's magical in Maryville. If you get the chance, it's a nice, quaint little town. I, I we, my wife and I, we are loving it, and great people are there. Super nice people. So, we're loving what we're getting to do. That's our squad. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to grow one day, but that's a little bit about us. This is my squad growing up. Uh, so this is third grade. I don't know if you can see me here uh, in the middle uh, with my little tie on. Um, yeah, anyway, this was, so this was my squad growing up. Um, this was my yeah, squad in high school. So you can see me on the right. This is DeMarcus here, uh, my buddy Corey, Fred. This is basically the football team. Lamont, James, and Karan. Um, can you can see there, though, I got even a K-State shirt on. Uh, in high school. So that was my squad growing up. I was closest with these two guys, James, who's in the Navy now, and then Corey on the right. He's a financial planner in Kansas City, but that was kind of my squad or my friend group uh, growing up. But with the people around you, just talk about this question. Who did you hang out with a lot growing up? Who was your crew? What did you do together? Why did you hang out with each other, et Not in a spiritual sense, but just who was your crew? Who's your core friend group? What did you guys do together? Why did you hang out? What brought you together? Why did you like each other? Why did you put up with each other? Talk about that with the people around you and then I'll bring us back after a couple minutes. All right, hopefully you enjoyed the trip, maybe down memory lane a little bit. Did Anybody have friends from like kindergarten that you're still in contact with? Got a few, wow, more, okay, maybe I'm the only one who doesn't. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, That's cool, think about your crew, your squad growing up, probably got a lot of good memories, fond affections, good feelings, thinking about Those type of people. Uh, So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Not necessarily in just an everyday sense, but again, our crew, our squad, the people around us who are impacting us in a spiritual sense. And so a lot of times, God ends up having those people become um, our very very best friends if they're not already. This is a picture of me, my freshman year of college, holding Ellie Johnson. So I don't know if you guys know Joel and Jen, uh, but this is their daughter. Me, I clearly did not know how to hold a baby at that time. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, with red and black Jordan Jim shorts on and a purple K-State t-shirt. Um, anyway, that's beside the point. This would be my freshman year. I didn't grow up spiritual. I didn't really know much about God. I didn't really know what I thought uh, about God. I wasn't anti-God. I just didn't know much about him. My life was pretty typical. It revolved around uh, sports, my girlfriend, my grades, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, I wanted to make it to the NFL. That was my dream. And so I, uh, but I didn't have a single scholarship offer uh, to play football coming out of high school. K-State said, hey, you can come walk on if you want. Um, so I walked on, um, and, um, somehow it just, some things fell in my place and I kind of ended up giving me everything I want, kind of athletically, academically and things like that. Um, but just kind of like we've been talking about throughout the whole conference, it didn't quite satisfy me. Like I thought it would begin to ask myself the question, what if there's more, if you will. And my freshman year, I actually met an older guy on the team named Heath. He's the one who gave the under the influence breakout earlier. Um, and when I met Heath for the first time, he knocked on my dorm floor, He had, or my dorm room. Uh, he had his shirt off. I should have a picture of it. I wish I did. I don't. And he had this long, flowing hair, kind of like Fabio hair, right? But it was black. And uh, people would mistake him for a girl. Like, it, it was just luscious. Anyway, he knocked on my. I remember meeting Heath. And uh, he was kind of the first guy that I met who... I viewed him as, like, normal, and I could relate to him, and he wasn't, like, weird or anything like that, but he took his faith seriously, and he, he had, like, a personal relationship with God, and he, he was satisfied, he was content, he had a purpose, all these sorts of things that I had never really seen before. So I was very intrigued by that. So Heath and I, we started reading the Bible together. He invited me to the, the faith discussion that he had with the other guys on the football team. And all the while, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm kind of understanding it, but I'm kind of wanting to do my own thing. And, and after a while, though, you know, of doing my own thing... Um, uh, it just it just didn't satisfy. I, I began to think, man, there has to be more. And as Heath and I were reading the Bible, it, Bible together it began to make sense. You know, Jesus died for me. All these other good things, even though they're good football, school, whatever these are, they're not bad. They're good. But none of them died for me. Jesus is the only one who died for me. I think I want to live for him. And so place my trust in Christ. I think sometime the end of, around the end of my sophomore year, Didn't come to SMC until my junior year. Um, I told Heath no the first two years, but he was persistent, got me on the third year. Very thankful for that. Uh, but from there, then Heath really became just um, a really good friend, taught me how to grow my faith, taught me how to read the Bible, taught me how to share it, taught me how to pass it on. But really, Heath became, he became one of the, the, the people in my crew, if you will. He became someone in my squad. He became my fellowship, if you will. And because of that, uh, I was sharpened because of him. Not only him, but so many other men around me uh, that kind of Heath was helping grow, and they kind of became peers for me. Um, in that way. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but to kick us off, we're going to define fellowship. What fellowship actually is. So we're going to define it this way. Fellowship is investing time with other Christians. It's investing time with other Christians that is focused that is focused on and results in becoming more like Jesus. It's investing time with other Christians that is focused on the things of God, Bible, prayer, ministry, serving, worship, etc., and results in becoming more like Jesus, so first off, fellowship. We'll just kind of break down this little definition or whatever, if you will. Um, but I think about it; it's, it's investing time. So it's not times we think, oh, it's it's it's. There's kind of a difference between spending time and investing time. You know, if you if you spend something, you're just it's not intentional. You don't really expect a return. But fellowship, it's an investment, right? It's not just haphazard. There's there's a plan to it, and we expect something in return. Not only is it investing. Um, but it, but it also results in something. So sometimes we think, oh, fellowship doesn't have an end. There's no end game. It just kind of happens to just kind of be whatever. Sometimes we think, you know, it's just like hanging out, having a barbecue, playing basketball, video games, Warzone, whatever it might be, shopping, getting our nails done. You know, not me, but you know what I'm saying? And Sometimes we think, oh, that's fellowship. If I'm doing that with other Christians, that's fellowship. And that's not, that's not bad. But if I'm just doing those things... And it's not focused on God, we're not talking about God, we're not praying, we're not reading our Bible, we're not sharing our faith, we're not serving together, then that's not really fellowship, that's just kind of hanging out. So true fellowship, it's investing time with other Christians that is focused on Bible prayer, ministry serving, worship, etc., and results in becoming more like Jesus. There's an end result of fellowship in that we, be, we end up becoming more like Christ. You know, sometimes if I leave a, uh, an interaction with someone or a time with someone, I'm not becoming more like Jesus, then... I don't know what that is, but we don't want to call that fellowship. Because fellowship results in us becoming more like Jesus. We're going to just talk a little bit about why it's important. Why this idea of, of being sharpened as a spiritual leader is important. Why fellowship is important. And a proverb here, you guys can see it on the screen, says this. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So this proverb is kind of comparing our faith... To iron, right? And just like, you know, if you have a, a, we're going to get into it, but like an iron sword or an iron axe or an iron pick, if you want that to be sharp, we need to sharpen it with something, and it's going to be sharpened with iron. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Specifically, strong fellowship makes my faith stronger or sharper, you could say, on defense. Strong fellowship makes my faith stronger and sharper on defense. Defense. So you think about our faith, um, a lot of it is, and a lot of it's on the defensive, right? Um, temptation comes, you know, the opportunity to be defensive in my faith and strong fellowship, having the people around me, um, they can help me kind of be defensive in my faith. When that temptation comes, like it does for all of us, strong fellowship can help us fight that temptation. Think about it like this. Anyone seen this movie? Okay. Anyone? What is it? gladiator right you think about this scene in the ring uh russell crowe here i can't say his i don't know his real name in the movie super long anyway he's got the sword there he's got the iron right and in his faith he's you are in his faith but in the fight he's using that sword on defense right you think about if he didn't have that sword or if he didn't have that shield what would his luck or what how would it go for him in that battle same is true with our faith strong fellowship having the right men and women around us in our faith makes our faith stronger on defense i think about this. thinking of his nickname. Uh, Tyron Matthew, okay, Chiefs fans? Woo! Okay, yeah, all of us, awesome, on the same page. Uh, so Tyron Matthew, Matthew, anyone know his nickname? Honey Badger. He's the Honey Badger, yeah, do you know why we call him the Honey Badger? He's, so if you haven't Googled the Honey, honey Badger, it's a ferocious little creature, I tell you what. Um, and, and kind of of the Chiefs, Tyron Matthew is the Honey Badger of the Chiefs defense. He gets in there, he gets after it, he's super tough, He just gets it done for the team. He is a honey badger. If you want someone to rely on, on the chief's defense, go to Tyron Matthew, go to the honey badger. And the same is true with the fellowship that God wants to put in our lives, kind of that inner circle is what we're gonna talk about. Um, You know, God wants to put some honey badgers, if you will, into our inner circle. Some people in our faith who, when times get tough, when temptation comes, when we wanna give in, God wants to put some people in our lives some honey badgers, if you will, that can help our faith be on the defensive and stand firm against temptation and not give into to it. Think about it. We want strong fellowship. You know, the Chiefs don't want to miss out on the honey badger. If the Chiefs' defense doesn't have the honey badger on the field, how is their defense going to go? It's going to go bad, right? Same with the truth with our faith. You know, God wants to put honey badgers in our lives, people who are strong in their faith, who are going to help us. And if we have them, then we can take defense. Um, we can have a good defense in our faith. Uh, This was uh, some of my crew in college I mentioned these guys So this is Heath on the left, me in the middle This is Blake Slaughter um, And a guy named Spencer with the flow And a guy named Brandon Haggard on the right um, A guy we affectionately called Hags Um, But uh, these guys were kind of my crew, if you will They were my squad And these were some of the men that helped my faith uh, Be sharpened, specifically on defense So we would have our Bible study We would meet once a week And uh you know, there And we would just kind of get together, and we would study the Bible, we would memorize scripture, we would pray together, uh, we would share about how God had moved on campus. And specifically, I, I remember Brandon here on the right, um, I mean, he, he was the shortest one of us all, but he was like the honey badger. Uh, Brand, he was just getting after it, and he would just share things, and how he was fighting sin, um, and he, how he was kind of in the battle, and how he, he was trying to apply the word to his life. And I would hear Brandon talk, I was like, oh man, you know, he is sharpening my faith, he's making my faith stronger on defense. So much so, one semester we had a Bible study at 5.30 in the morning, I don't know why we did that, but we did, and it was great. Uh, but Brandon had this old school BMW, it was cool, but it never started, uh, especially when it was cold outside. And so it would never start, and, uh, but there's one, it was one cold morning, it didn't start for Brandon, and uh, Brandon just shows up to our uh, Bible study, and he's all hooded up, in the middle of winter, and he's like, you know how you get like cold and you can't really talk? And that's Brandon, I'm like, Brandon, what did you do? He's like, yeah, I, uh, I walked here. You he walked? Like, what? <laughs> are you an Eskimo? What are you doing? And I was like, that was challenging in my faith that Brandon, you know, he was making that sort of effort uh, to grow uh, and to be at that Bible study. And I was like, man, that is, that is strengthening my faith. So stronger, strong fellowship makes my faith stronger or sharper on the defensive. But also you think about our faith, strong fellowship makes our faith stronger and or sharper on offense. So not only defense, but on offense, so our faith isn't only defensive, right? It's not only fighting sin. It's not only not doing the bad, but kind of like Mandy B. talked about this morning. It's also doing good things, right? It's being proactive. It's, it's taking our relationship with God forward. It's trying to help advance God's kingdom. And strong fellowship helps our faith become stronger on offense. So I think here you see Russell Crowe again, right? He's, he's got his boy with him to the right, and they're, they're in attack mode. All right, you think about having the right men and women around us in our faith can help us in our faith kind of go attack mode, if you will. Or who would be like this version of the Chiefs offense? Who would it be? Hey, it could be Patty, it could be Kelsey, either way, they got like 30 of these guys, all right? That could be the, you know, the, or the Cheetah, the Cheetah, Cheetah, uh, that dude can run. Anyway, you think about, think about the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey or the Cheetah or Patrick Mahomes. Or whomever on offense, what the, how their offense would be, it would, just, it would become much more one-dimensional. You take a person out, it's like, oh man, the Chiefs of offense is just going to get worse. And same is true with our faith. You know, God wants to put neat people around us that can help us um, in our faith offensively. And if we don't have those people, then our, the, the offensive part of our faith, you know, beginning to be outward with it, wanting to share it with others. beginning to share our testimony share the gospel lead other lead other bible studies and facilitate other faith discussions you know we need the right men and women around us that are going to help us uh, do that Uh, so this is another little uh, crew from college so you can see there uh me on the right my eyes are closed Uh, my sweatshirt says gold status i don't know why Uh, but this is a bible study we had and uh, this is my buddy rodney so uh rodney was my roommate for two years and uh Heath kind of helped Rodney and myself both begin a relationship with Jesus and um, helped us to begin to grow in that relationship. And so Rodney was one of my, uh, I don't know, we just, we just became good friends. He was kind of like a, up uh, like here I'm trying to think of another word, but we kind of just were able to um, take it forward on the team together, take our faith together forward. So specifically I remember, um, like I said, I didn't grow up um, knowing much about God. So I just kind of... Um, I just didn't have any, I had bad spiritual habits. So I came to Christ and like the whole not drinking thing, not partying thing. That was kind of all new to me and not giving into that was kind of tough. Um, but I also didn't want to isolate myself from the team. All right. Jesus said that he came to seek and save the lost. And so I wanted to not just, I did not want to like to kind of exclude myself, but I wanted to be around it with them, but I didn't want to uh, give in to my old ways and temptation. So Rodney and I, we would link up and uh, I remember it would be, it would come like I'm an early bird. And I don't do well at night, I just get tired. Uh, but it would be like 11 o'clock at night, and we'd be hanging out, and Rodney would be like, hey, like, like, we need to go to the bars with the guys on the team. And Rodney, I just want to go to sleep, I want to do my thing. And he'd be like, no, we need to, we need to go with these guys, because we need to be friends with them, we need to love them, we don't want to judge them, we want to be there with them. And I, I wouldn't want to go, we both had surgery one off season, so I had this sling, it was just a mess, it was cold outside. Uh, but there was this bar in Manhattan all the guys on the team would want to go to. It was called, uh, it was Silverado's was the bar. And it was like this wannabe Miami nightclub in Manhattan, Kansas. And anyway, it was just, oh, man, I think it's changed names and owners like a billion times. But guys on the team would go. And I would never want to go. And When I was going, I would be tempted. But we were trying to help other guys on the team grow in their faith, have a Bible study with them. And Rodney was a great guy to have there with me right by my side because he would help me, right? When temptation came, oh. Yeah, as Rodney's here, I'm not going to give in. Or if I didn't want to go, Rodney would help me go. And then, you know, doing a Bible study on the team together, and whatever your sphere is, floor, sorority, fraternity, res hall, whatever it might be, you know, doing it alone, it's hard, right? But if we have people around us that can help us, it gets a lot better. So uh, Rodney, yeah, good friend. Um, I actually got to uh, be in his wedding, uh, which was a lot of fun. All the guys um, in his wedding party were on the team. Uh, But talk about uh, with the people around you, um, how might, you know, this idea of having, um, being sharpened by someone, how might that help you in your faith, specifically on offense and or defense? Think about the defensive part of your faith, of our faith, fighting sin, saying no, turning from it, and the offensive part of our faith, you know, beginning to share our faith with other people, help other people grow in their faith. Is that cool? Talk about that for a few minutes, and I'll bring us back after that. Now we're going to look at just hey here, here are a few signs of what of what strong fellowship or what sharpening uh, fellowship uh, could look like and so um, what what happens in these interactions or these Bible studies or faith discussions if you will um, and if if this is good fellowship or if this is strong uh, fellowship these are some signs uh, so signs of strong fellowship how on you leave challenged in your faith you know when you're uh, you spending time with these people you we we leave that time uh, challenged in our faith. Um, and the bar necessarily isn't isn't lowered, but the bar is raised a little bit. And so in these in these relationships, and these friendships, and these Bible studies, we want to leave challenged in our faith. I'm not saying you got to be like, you know, drop, you know, just dropping the hammer on everybody and, and and being harsh and that sort of thing. The Bible calls us to be gentle. We're all in this together. It's a process. You know, growth isn't immediate um, or anything like that. But we want to leave challenged in our faith, just like a sport. You know, you think about it. If you have a, um, somebody you're, you're practicing with, or working out with, or doing any sort of skill with, uh, you don't want someone that's going to make you worse, right? But we want someone that's going to make us better. Same is true with our faith. We want people that are gonna help us grow and mature in our faith. I remember um, on the team there was this quarterback, no one knows him because he only, he only started for one year. His name was Grant Gregory. And Grant had these really strong like high cheekbones and strong jawline. He had blonde hair, he was a grad transfer. And he had tattoos. Um, like on the inner side of his biceps. And uh, he was a quarterback. And uh, w- one year, he, uh, he actually injured both of his labrums. So when he, Grant could throw the ball, he couldn't throw the ball deep, um, but he could throw it short. And then whenever like, Grant would run and have to fall, he couldn't fall on either shoulder, but he would kind of just have to fall on his face because uh, it would hurt his shoulder so much. But Grant was tough as nails. And specifically when we would run what we, call it, we would call it like snaking the stadium. So basically, you would run stadiums um, through yeah, through the stadium, and we would snake it. You know, up, down, up, down, go all the way around and try to make the best time. And like, you kind of, you had a choice. It's like, oh, if you want to take it easy, don't go with Grant. But if you want to be challenged, if you want to get better, if you want to get better shape, if you want to become more explosive, this, that, and the other, run with Grant. And the same is true in us. spiritually. If we want to have strong fellowship, if we want to be sharpened, uh, if we want our faith to be stronger, then we want to run with people who are not going to lower our bar, but who are going to challenge our faith. Uh, secondly, sometimes they will encourage you to be uncomfortable. Uh, you know, if you tried to keep up with Grant, you would be uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, you would be sweating. Your lower back would be hurting. Uh, you would be cramping up. You would, might think you're going to die um, if you're running next to Grant. Hopefully, we don't have that, you know, spiritually. We don't want to be thinking, oh, I'm going to die if I'm hanging out with this person, per se. Um, but we want people who are going to encourage us to be, you know, just a little bit un- uncomfortable. Um, get out of the, the comfort zone into the growth zone, uh, if you will, like we've probably heard. Uh, a time or two before. And then thirdly, there's honesty. Um, strong fellowship, you know, there's, uh, there's honesty with it. You know, no, Like I said before, nobody's perfect, so we all mess up, we all slip up, we all do things we don't want to do, so it's healthy to have in this, these fellowship relationships, strong fellowship, where there's, where there's honesty, where I can be open, and not like, oh yeah, I messed up, I messed up too, it's all, um, that's totally okay, and that's, what I'm, that's not what I'm talking about, we don't want to just excuse each other away to lower our bar, but we want to be able to be honest with uh, each other. So you want to be around people, obviously, you can trust, you can go to um, people who are on the same page with you, which you'll get here, um, which we'll talk about here uh, a little bit. So these are just a few signs of strong fellowship. Uh, but Maybe just talk about it for one minute with the people around you. What might other signs be of strong fellowship? So other signs. It's challenging your faith, encouraging you to get uncomfortable, there's honesty. One minute, talk about that with the people around you. What might other signs be? Huh? So spiritually, I feel like my cup's being full. So that I can pour it into other people. Yeah, I think that's really good. Hopefully you know, I'm inter- when I'm interacting in these relationships or these Bible studies or these fellowships. Yeah, I don't leave my cup like it's poured out or like it's drained. Like so many other things do. But hopefully at leaves. Yeah, my cup's filled. I like that. Um, so some signs of strong fellowship. And then who should my inner fellowship be? What should be true of them? And so you think about these type of people. What should be true? Now, again, no one's perfect. But what should be the trajectory of our lives? Who are the type of people that we want to invite in? On this type of level. So. Number one. I just say. We're on the same page. With our inward walks with God. So we're on the same page. With our inward walks with God. So Bible. Prayer. Scripture. Memory. Etc. You know. Obviously. If people. If we're not on the same page. With these people. You know. They. You know. Great people. Not saying people aren't great. But if we're on the same page. You know. It's like. I don't want them to be my. I don't want them to be a part. Of my inner circle per se. Just like with a sport. Or with any sort of skill. Again. If you're trying to do something at a certain level and they're trying to do a different way, well, you're not going to invite them in like that because it's not bad what they're doing. It's just, it's just a different page, right? If you're, if you're trying to get good at, you know, cooking, my my wife's great cook, me not so much, right? But if she's just, she's wanting, she's wanting to get really good. Someone's wanting to just be, you know, average or just do it casually. It's like, it would make sense for her to kind of in her inner circle, invite people who want to be great cooks and not just average, uh, Secondly, we want to be on the same page with our outward walks with God. And so we want to be on the same page with our outward walks with God. So sharing our testimonies, sharing the gospel, making disciples, leading Bible studies, faith discussions, and things like that. Which I affirm, you all here in this room, you know, thinking through. I want to begin to impact others with my faith. I want to help other uh, people. I remember when I first started learning more about Jesus and growing, I was like, ah, I like Jesus, but I kind of want to keep him to me. Because it's kind of scary to to get out there, but I was like, I'm kind of being controlled by fear. Like, I'm letting fear control me. We don't want to be controlled by fear, but we're going to live by faith, right? And if, if Jesus is as good, if you save me from this, I want, I want other people to experience that. And so I'm not saying, like, no one's going to get, be asked tomorrow to get up on stage and speak to 800 people, right? But I can share with a friend what God's done in my life. So credit to you all for wanting to learn how to do that. Um, and that, too, that's when our faith gets really fun. Is when not only we're being impacted, but we see our friends around us begin to be impacted as well. So signs of what should be true of our inner fellowship. We're just on the same page. Inwardly, you know, with the Bible, praying, scripture, memory. We're on the same page with our outward walks with God. Being to share testimonies, sharing the gospel, and making uh, disciples. So this is a picture of a bullseye, if you will. Okay, And kind of like to think of it like this, kind of like your inner circle type. Who, who we want to invite in really close to our bullseye. Uh, if you will, and we just want it to be people who are kind of on the same page. Not that anyone's perfect or anything like that, but that we're on the same page. We're headed in the same uh, direction. And then if we're not, we don't exclude people, right? But we might just have them on the a little bit different part of our circle. And the closer people are to our inner circle, I like to think of it like this when the closer they are, then the more I, when they speak, the more I turn up the value. You know what I'm saying? The more we're on the same page, the more, they're, and the more that these people are going to help my faith. Then when they speak, I'm kind of turning up the volume. I'm going, to, I'm going to listen. I'm going to consider. I'm going to apply the things that we're talking about and the things I'm learning. But then as people, you know, we're on a different page or uh, they may have a different approach, not bad, just different. Well, then it's kind of like, okay, we're not, I'm not mad at you, but you might just – I might just say, hey, you're not, not in my inner circle like that. And then some of the things you might say, well, I'm not going to maybe ignore you, but I might just turn down the volume a little bit, right? There's some things people might say, oh, you know, you know what? Why would we grow in our faith? Why would you do that? It's all fake game. It's like, man, I'm, I'm going to be friends with you, but I'm not going to apply. I'm going to, when it turns to applying, I'm going to kind of turn that volume off. I'm going to mute that. Because it's not going to help me grow in my faith. Again, not judging people, not anything like that. But if we're not on the same page, man, it's not going to help me. And I'm not going to invite them in to my inner circle. So I talk about this with people around you just Think through the first kind of half of what we talked about so far. Why is having strong fellowship important in becoming a spiritual leader? So why is having strong fellowship important in becoming a spiritual leader? All right. Maybe we'll have two people share. Why is having strong fellowship important in becoming a spiritual leader? Okay. You can learn from them. They can learn from me. You can watch what they do. Then you can do it alongside together. I think that's a good point. I don't know. For me, it's always... You know, like here's even like some, like me up here, like teaching it. It's like one thing. To, and I, you, we can learn it kind of. Right. But we learn it totally different when like we go and do it. You know, I'm totally a visual learner. I think that's really good. Maybe one more. So you said, Tommy, I become the average of the four or five people that I spend the most time around. So if I want to become a godly man or godly woman that I want to be around godly men and godly women. Yes. Um, right on. I've kind of heard it this way before in a quote. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I think it's really interesting. Um, And again, we're friends with everyone, right? But our close inner circle, it's like they're our inner circle for a lot of reasons. And they're probably our inner circle because we connect on a lot of things. We enjoy each other, we think similarly, we have the same goals, dreams, ambitions, enjoyments, things like that. And so when we talk about our faith, we're wanting to grow in it um, and just take the next step forward to whatever God is calling us. We want those people to be on the same page. So now we, we've kind of talked about kind of the peer friendships that God gives us in terms of our fellowship. We said, hey, as, one, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another, or one woman sharpens another, one person sharpens another. We want to be sharpened in our faith. It makes us stronger on the defensive part. It makes us stronger on the offensive part of our faith. And we talked about, hey, this is, these are signs of strong fellowship." We talked about the, the more inner circle someone is, the more we want to turn up the value. And now we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about the fellowship aspect of our faith. Not necessarily with the peers, but with, the, with people who are helping us grow in our faith. So someone who might be um, helping me become established in the faith or reading the Bible together. Someone who might be discipling me or mentoring me uh, and things like that. And so um, being discipled will define it here. Uh, but being discipled is learning the inward aspects of following Jesus. The Bible, how to read it, study it, learning how to pray, um, growing in holiness, Christ-like character, along with learning the outward aspects of following Jesus, sharing the gospel, making disciples, for someone who's just a little bit further along in their faith, for the purpose of me being able to make disciples. So being discipled is learning the inward aspects of following Jesus, Bible, prayer, holiness, along with other, along with learning the outward aspects of following Jesus, for the purpose of me from someone who's a little bit further along in their faith for the purpose of me being able to make uh, disciples. So this is kind of what being a disciple is. kind of just learning the ropes, getting coached up, becoming established in our faith from someone who's just a little bit further along. Sometimes it's a staff person, but a lot of times it's just another student um, who's just a little bit further along uh, in their faith. That's how it was for me in college. And I'm I'm sure that's true. A lot of you here in this room hopefully will be true is just learning the inward aspects, but not only the inward uh, but then being the outward um, aspects as well. For someone who's just a little bit further um, along, um, kind of like what was mentioned in the back, you know, it's, it's one thing to see it, but it's another thing. Or see it from a stage, but another thing to see it, doing it with someone uh, right next to them. And we can kind of learn that uh, from someone who's just a little bit further along. Jesus says this in Matthew 4:19. He says, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, or fishers of women, or fishers of people. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men of men so if we if we take jesus up on that offer if we say hey god i'm i'm not perfect i don't claim to have all this figured out but i trust you i'm going to follow you the best i know how what's jesus promised to make us into fishers of men fishers of people right um and if you're kind of like me i'm not i don't naturally know how to i didn't naturally know how to do that i didn't naturally know how to share my faith i didn't naturally know how to Read the Bible with someone. Like, how do, how do I even share my own story? It's my story, but I don't even know how to speak it. Right? And Heath was just so helpful for me realizing, oh, yeah, it's not that difficult. I'm overcomplicating it. Um, just try. Just take the next step forward. But you could say this when it comes to becoming a fisherman, a fisherwoman, a fisher of people, is that we need to be made. We need to be made. We need to be made. We're not the finished product yet. We're all in process, myself included. And we need to be made. And we're con- going to continue to be made until the day we. Die where no one's the finished product, but when it comes to becoming a fisher of people, fishermen, women are helping others in their faith. We need to be made. We need to um, be kind of sculpted, if you will. I'm not into art, but my father-in-law is. Any art people in here? Any pottery folks? No. Um, It's actually pretty cool, Uh, but he's into it. I think about it. He's kind of um, making this pot, if you will, Um, and the pot's kind of in his hands and he's forming it. And I kind of think about, you know, us as we begin to follow God. Um, We're kind of this pot in his hands and he's forming us, he's shaping us, he's molding us how he wants us to be from who he created us uh, to be. And I think the same is true when we're following him and learning to have impact for him is that he wants to make us into something. But we need to be made. Um, I think about this. This is my dad and I um, on Thanksgiving. And this is a funny picture. Uh, But you think about any sort of food, if you're going to eat it, typically it needs to be What? Food needs to be made. So we fried a turkey this year. Any turkey fryers? No, Okay, I you fried turkey. Good credit to you. Uh, It's like this big old process, right? I'm not going to get into it, but we had a lot of fun. You can, like, blow yourself up and kill yourself frying a turkey. So, yeah, and I did not. I know. Amazing. Uh, Anyway, this is us. Uh, This is the finished product. It wasn't bad. I got some feedback for myself, but, you know, the turkey needed to be made um, and fried, specifically. It's the best way to do it. Any sort of other food at Thanksgiving? It needed to be made. Uh, oh, from St. Louis. Uh, if you never had like a St. Louis style pizza or Emos, you need to. Um, and so I took a picture at the end because I didn't think of it. But this is, uh, yeah, it's really good. All right. Um, or this is a St. Louis style chicken wing from Cyberg's. Uh, it's amazing. But this awesome chicken. Any Cyberg's fans? No, you don't. Wow, amazing. This day gets, keeps getting better. But they're they really are amazing. Uh, I love these chicken wings, but they need to be. Made, or any sort of food needs to be made. Chocolate chip cookies, if you like baking. It needs to be made. You think about it. So many things that are good, they need to be made. And people helping other people know, love, and follow Jesus is really, really good. And that needs to be made. We want that to be made. I want that to be made in me. I want that, we want that to be made in all of us. Really good things are made. right? Really good Christians are made. It doesn't happen overnight. Just one day at a time. One day at a time. A lot of times that can happen by someone who's just a little bit older in our faith helping us become made. Uh, Like I said, this is Heath. I don't know, we ended up becoming best friends. He ended up becoming um, best man at my wedding. Um, But it was just, he just kind of helped me become made. Not into the finished product, but kind of the man who God wanted me to be. I loved about Heath. was like before I was following Christ, he knew I wasn't following him. So he wasn't judging me. He wasn't looking down on me. He wasn't like, oh, you need to get your act together, this sort of thing. He knew I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian, so he didn't expect me to live a Christian lifestyle. But he was patient. He was loving. I could be honest with him with where I was at. So I would continue to read the Bible with him. Once I came to faith, he just kind of, all right, dude, here's how we read the Bible. Here's how you memorize scripture. Here's, here's your testimony. Here's how you share your faith. Um, here's how you do these sorts of things. So um, he helped me become made. And uh, here I'll say this. I, I don't, we'll, get, we'll get into this a little bit. But man, all right. Uh, what does God say? How we should relate to the, to the people, the person who is leading us spiritually? How should we relate to them? Uh, number one, we want to be loyal to them. We want to be uh, loyal. No one's perfect, but we want to be uh, loyal. Tim, Paul says this to Timothy, or about Timothy. He says, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because of the son with his father. He has served with me in the work of the gospel. So we want to be loyal to that person. I think about Blake and I. Uh, this, is our, this is Blake's 1st SMC, my second. I'm on the far right, representing the Cardinals, and Blake's here. Uh, but Blake has been so loyal. Uh, he's a guy kind of Heath. What Heath taught me to do, I just kind of turned around and passed it on to Blake. Uh, he was super loyal. Not perfect, but, but loyal. Always down to ride. Um, it was really fun uh, to be able to live for God on the team uh, together. Very loyal. We want to be available. But it says this, but you know Timothy has proved himself because the son with his father who served with me in the work of the gospel. So we want to be available uh, to these people. Some of you guys are already available. Going to your faith discussions, Bible studies, um, hanging out with someone who's a little bit older than you in their faith to help you. Keep doing those things. Be available uh, to them. Everyone's busy. Is everyone, Is anyone not busy? Like We're all busy, right? But you all made the effort to be here. Credit to you all. Um, so I know you're probably doing that on campus. Just keep you doing that. Keep being available. As life gets busy, keep being available to that person. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'll move on. This is another picture of a Bible study that's kind of funny. Uh, all right, we want to be humble. Um, Hebrews 13 says, uh, says this. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate uh, their faith. So what I love about this is like no one's perfect, but I was like, okay, I see he do this. I'm going to try and do it because he's following Christ. I want to be like Christ. He's the living example. I want to do that. So if there's people that you guys have, an older student or someone on staff that's kind of helping you, just kind of imitate uh, their faith. Uh, not that, like, our personalities to become their personality or their styles to become my style. Like, Blake and I have way different styles, and that's great. And personalities. He's super smart in engineering, math science. I'm not. Um, he writes poetry. I don't. Anyway, we, I'm not saying that, but, like, we can imitate uh, their faith. You know, reading the Bible together, sharing the gospel, memorizing scripture. We can imitate those uh, sorts of things. Um, and we want to be humble towards them. Uh, so I remember this, this is outside the K-State old wreck. And I remember it because one day, um, I won't get into detail, but basically I was following Christ and I slipped up, um, but I didn't want to tell anyone about it. And so I just hit it. Um, but then Heath found out. And, uh, and then I remember like Heath and I just outside the wreck, we just got in the word, and then he brought it up. We had a conversation and like the way he brought it up, I was like, wow, I wish I would have just told him. Like he was super cool about it. Um, it, was in a, it wasn't a big deal, uh, but there's kind of part of me I was like, ah, I don't want to, like I want to be prideful. Right, Like, I won't admit I was wrong or shouldn't, but like, uh, what am I going to gain from that? Like, I'm just lying. Lying to God, lying to myself, lying to people. Uh, But we want to be humble um, towards these people. We want to be honest with them. Uh, And we want to follow through. I love what Paul says about Timothy here. He says, I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. Everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. So Paul's saying, Timothy, I have no one else like him. He's taking the interest in um, the lives of the people at Philippi. And no one else is doing that. So basically, Timothy did what he said he was going to do. And we want to be people who do, who do what we said we were going to do. No one's perfect. I get that. But the best we can, we want to be people of follow through. Uh, so it was, it's been said, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. In a certain sense, you could say, show me your leader. I'll show you your life. Um, all right. Take one minute. Discuss this. Uh, with the people around you. What part of being disciple do you need to embrace more of in order to grow and becoming a spiritual leader? For example, be more loyal, available, humble, follow through, better, whatever it might be. What part do you want to embrace? Now take thirty seconds, I'll wrap us up after that. All right. Um, well uh, we will wrap it up here I would say this you know you got different people um, on your campus probably helping lead your faith discussion or your bible study or people who are reading the bible with you I would say moving forward you know maybe make a list of questions say hey here's some questions I have um, can we sit down and talk about it sometime um, and I think that will really help us be sharpened uh, in our faith so um, thank you so much for coming it is 7:36? I believe next we have a main session is that correct yeah what time does that start all right. Appreciate it, y'all. Thanks for coming.